This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawks Bay, and you are listening to a program called Your Time to Shine. Welcome. I am your host, Celine Harlow, and for the past four years, I have been teaching women from all over the world to release their stress, their anxiety, to stop stress and emotional eating, to believe in themselves, and so on, and all of that in just a few short weeks. So welcome to the show and yeah, let me guide you through your journey to self-love relatively hitch-free. Um, as a mentor and spiritual seeker myself, I bring playfulness and authenticity to this um, bi-monthly show designed especially for those who feel a little lost in this game that we call life and yet are ready to step outside their comfort zone, grab the bull by the horns, and live the life that they truly want to live. So if that's you, I want to yeah, officially, formally welcome you to this episode of Your Time to Shine. I'm super excited that you're here. So let's dive in. Um, so today's topic is around self-love and skin healing. So it's going to be a really good um, introduction to skin healing for those of you who struggle with acne or psoriasis or any really form of um, skin issue. And um, it could be for you as well if you just want to dive deeper into you know, the belief systems and the trauma that is held uh, within your skin. So before we dive into the tips and the tricks and all of the advice and the beautiful wisdom that we're going to share today, um, I wanted to start by actually telling you a little bit about my story. So it's not something that I share a lot, um, you know, through my work or in the podcast anymore, in this radio show anymore, um, simply because I feel that I've moved on a lot from it. So, um, but you know, I, I started my self-love journey because I struggled with um, a lot of acne on my face and, you know, when it was back at its worst. I had acne everywhere on my face, my forehead, my cheeks, even my nose, everywhere, um, even under my chin, uh, my neck, and also um, my upper back as well. So it was quite a full-on kind of thing. I, I did really look like a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and... Um, and so obviously this was something that I couldn't hide from the world. Like even with, you know, layers and layers of makeup, it's something that I just, you know, I couldn't hide. Like it was, it was obvious even with layers and layers of makeup on. And so, um, it felt really embarrassing and awkward. And I remember just, you know, waking up in the morning thinking that, you know, I just wanted to die. I just, I just wanted to zip myself out of my body, get a new body at the supermarket. I had this dream that I, you know, that my body was sort of a, a full body suit, I suppose you could say, and that I could zip myself out and then get a new one at the supermarket, a better one, and um, and then zip that one up. <laughs> Unless it's something that you can't do. You can't buy that at the supermarket. Disclaimer. And um, uh, what did I want to say? So. Obviously, you know, I had to find a way to, to heal my body, to heal my skin. And I followed an online program, um, you know, run by um, um, a lady whose business is called The Love Vitamin. And and she talked about, you know, five different areas of health. She talked about how in order to, you know, live um, a healthy life and to have a healthy body, you would need to, you know, change your exercise, change your diet, your skincare. Obviously, that was really important in terms of... Um, in terms of um, acne, so exercise, um, diet, 
stash supplements, um, skin care. I always forget one. But let's say that the, la the last one was mental health. I know there's another one, but I can't think of it right now. And the last one was mental health. And so I did, you know, all that I could to follow that ladies program. And it was really good. And it taught me a lot about how to take care of my body. And I, you know, spent literally thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in uh, supplements and different skincare and like really healthy food on a student budget, <laughs> which wasn't the smartest thing I could ever have done. But it felt like my only solution at the time, my only choice, right? And the only choice that I could make. And, and so I spent thousands of dollars on changing my skincare, changing my diet, buying all of these different supplements often not seeing um a difference in my skin not seeing a you know healing in my skin just looking that sometimes it was actually much 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 worse <laughs> and i felt often very discouraged but with a lot of persistence and resilience and determination and courage and a whole lot of faith and hope i managed to calm down my skin or to clear my skin to a certain point and um i have one remaining image of me without makeup you know back when i had a lot of acne and that was when i was already 70 percent healed so yeah i guess i should have taken an image when or picture when it was back at its worst but i just i just couldn't bear it at the time it was just the worst <laughs> And anyway, and so, you know, I managed to clear my skin to a certain point, but then there was a little bit that was still there. There was a lot of scars, obviously, but there was a, a tiny little bit of really stubborn acne that wouldn't really go away. And I have, I was incredibly healthy at the time. Um, I wasn't eating a lot of, you know, processed. I wasn't, I wasn't eating any kind of sugar. Actually, I was on a strict uh, candida diet, which means that, you know, I couldn't have any potatoes or mushrooms or uh, sugars in any way. So no honey, no maple syrup, obviously no uh, chocolate cupcakes for me and literally just protein and vegetables. That was the core of my diet. And it's something that really suited my body at the time and that really helped me to heal. And so I was incredibly healthy and I was supporting my body with supplements and I was just doing a lot of um, exercise and I was just I was just really just really taking care of my be my body sorry in the best way that I knew how and yet there was still this 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 bit of acne that just wouldn't wouldn't budge and I went back to that ladies um, you know um, acne holy uh, holistic acne uh, program holistic acne healing program I forgot a word I for oh my god I forgot a word I forgot how to talk just then anyway and so I went back to that program and I kind of had a look at, you know, all that, that that she was saying and everything that I had done and if there was still something that I had missed. And, um, well, obviously what I had missed was, was my mental health. And, you know, I remember an evening uh, looking at myself in the mirror um, back in my beautiful bathroom in Annerley in Brisbane where I was living at the time. And um, I remember there was this, it was this beautiful, beautiful bathroom with a giant mirror. So as soon as you walked into the bathroom, they had this giant mirror and you couldn't avoid yourself. You had to look at yourself if you wanted to go to the loo or, the <laughs> or, the, or have a shower. And so I remember just brushing my teeth at the end of the day and taking off my, my makeup and doing my 20, 30 minutes a skincare routine, which I felt was necessary in order to support my skin to heal in its healing process. And... I remember just staring at myself in the mirror for a few moments and I remember just looking at the scars, looking at the pimples, looking at my inflamed skin and I remember just looking at myself and deciding that I would never 
ever accept myself as long as I had acne. And uh, it was this kind of um, epiphany moment, I suppose you could say, where I just decided that there was no way for me to love myself during that time. There was no way, you guys, no way. I just looked at myself and I saw... And I felt only self-disgust or self-hatred. Like, how how did I let this get so bad? You know, why did this happen to me? Why is my body so complicated? Why am I not getting it? You know, why is this blah, 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 blah. And at the time, you know, I had met um, the man who is now my husband. And I was falling in love with him. And he was falling in love with me. And he wanted to spend time with me. And I felt like I just had nothing to give. I had nothing to give to him. There was just no, nothing no no amount of love for me if that makes sense and so in that way I couldn't love him either and anyway and so and so you know back back when that happened I just continued to heal my body I continued to heal my skin I continued to change my my skincare and my diets and my supplements and so on but I left out the mental health aspect of it or component of it and and so fast forward a few months when I had, or maybe a few years actually, well probably a couple of years, when I was, you know, 70% healed, but then I would still have that little bit of acne, or like quite, it was quite a lot actually, quite a lot of acne, you know, that was just sticking to my f- bloody face. <laughs> I almost swore on a public radio show, how shocking. And, um, and so I went back to that ladies program and I realized that this was an, a component that that I would need to tackle now, that I would need to deal with. I would need to, I would need to deal with it because I did everything else that I could, that I knew how to do, that I, that was within my power and I would need to deal with the mental health aspects of it. And so I started to, I really randomly meditate and I started to do this breathing practice and I started to dive into the mental health and, and I started to dive into what I now know as self-love, as self-acceptance, as believing in myself, as understanding that no matter what is going on for me, I am still worthy of love. And I started to dive into the reasons why I felt I was unworthy of self-love. And it was the most challenging thing that I've ever had to do in my life. It was so incredibly challenging because I felt that I had not really any control on the quality of my mental health. You know, I had the control of, you know, how many, I had control over how many supplements I was um, ingesting during the day. I was control over, you know, whether I had allowed myself to have that chocolate cupcake, even though I knew that it was filled with processed sugars because I had bought it from the bakery and it was coming covered in plastic and so on. And, um, And I knew that I was going to get a breakout the next day as a result of that or even a couple of hours afterwards. But, you know, when it came to mental health, it felt very... I guess elusive in a way. It felt like I was doing all of these things and I was meditating and I was learning to accept my stories and I was learning to accept how terrible I felt about myself and I was learning to, I was trying to find a way to accept myself no matter what and so on. But it was so elusive. I couldn't track my progress. I, I felt like often actually um, my mental health or my ability to love myself, my ability to feel good in my body was decreasing. The more work I was doing, the less I was able to love myself, <laughs> which is uh, you know not exactly what you want. You kind of want the opposite, right? And, you know, it was when I think back, when I look back at this episode, I just realized that this was the key, you guys. It was the key in my healing journey. It was absolutely the key. I think that, 
I had been absolutely lying to myself when I decided to, or, or I had been denying myself the right to heal when I decided to only focus on the physical aspect of it and not on the mental aspect of it. So obviously, um, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a registered health practitioner. So I'm only sharing my story with you and you can make what you will of it. Uh, but I just really wanted to share this wisdom with you because this is something that has, you know, tremendously helped me and that has been the foundation of my business since. And, you know, the way I work with my clients as well. So, okay. So let's dive into into what our skin represents in terms of belief systems and mental health, emotional health, and so on. So when you think about it, so the skin is the biggest organ in the body, right? And it's something that is obviously the first thing that, that others can see about us. And so when you start to think about that, you realize that the skin is holding uh, belief systems around how you see yourself. So your relationship, the quality, the standard of your relationship with yourself, you know, what you say to yourself on a day-to-day basis, the little comments and judgments and criticism that you say to yourself on a daily basis, like, you know, it's a really wonderful practice to actually become aware of what you say to yourself, you know, that inner voice, that inner conversation that you constantly have with yourself. Like, I don't know if, you know, you constantly have judgments and criticisms. Well, I can say of hopefully not, but I had at least, um, and I still do, you know, sometimes and well, most of the time, I suppose, but you know, it's a matter of recognizing those really negative thoughts that you have towards yourself, those thoughts of judgment, those thoughts of you messed up again. Oh, you made that mistake again. Oh, look at the sound of your laughter it sounded really stupid or look at that joke that you made you thought it was really funny but nobody's laughing at your joke or um look at this you know your uh, i don't know your mother-in-law is um uh you know has been talking about herself for the past 20 minutes but still you know she hasn't said um and she hasn't asked anything about how you're doing um you know and so on and you just have all this like, constant negative conversation that's just dragging you in a cycle of despair and resentment and anger and loneliness and all of the things right self-hydrate self-disgust and so on and so it's a really amazing thing to actually recognize those thoughts when they come into your awareness and to just become aware as they come, become aware of them as they come. Oh, I'm having this thought. It's okay. Oh, I see. Oh, it's connecting to that belief system. It's connecting to that belief or, you know, the more you have a certain thought, um, how am I going to say this? But, you know, for example, a few years ago, so back when I was struggling with a lot of acne, I just, you know, I could look at my face and I could automatically feel self-disgust and then I would have a string of thoughts or beliefs or emotions feelings and so on memories even that would come as a result of me looking at myself in the mirror and uh, feeling self-disgust for example so I look at myself in the mirror I feel self-disgust you know I wonder why what did I do in order to deserve this body Uh, you know how did I allow this to get this to get it this to to um oh sorry i'm not i can't think of a good way to say this how did i allow this to get so bad sorry (laughs) and then i would have this you know kind of i would follow my my brain would follow this string of thoughts string of beliefs string of emotions and i would just dive into heavier thoughts heavier feelings heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier until i managed to kind of break the cycle or the cycle would just automatically finish but whenever i would look at the at the mirror you know i would think the self-disgust and so on it would start again and so i would kind of strengthen that line, strengthen that, you know, those neural pathways in my brain, those neural connections from thought to thoughts and from belief to belief, emotions and so on. 
And so it is a really amazing, beautiful, um, healthy practice to really become aware of the thoughts as they come, to become aware of the thoughts as they come, and to realize that the more you do this practice, you know, the more you realize, oh, I'm thinking this heavy thought again, or oh, I'm having this, you know, um, heavy emotion or feeling again. Um, the more you do this practice, the, the more you will realize that um, the less power this thought or feeling will have over you. Sorry. Oh, goodness, I'm getting excited. <laughs> it happens and then I started to jumble and mumble on my words. So I need to remember to breathe, to breathe, to breathe. <laughs> so that's what I have to say about this. Let me just gather my thoughts. And if you're listening to this, you can take a deep breath in with me. And breathe out. Oh. So we talked about how the skin connects with belief systems around, um, you know, how you perceive yourself. Now, it also holds onto belief systems that relate to how the world sees you. So when I talk to women who struggle with self-love, there's often this belief that, you know, the world is judging me. Like if I walk inside into a room full of people, I will know that people are criticizing me or talking about me behind my back or, uh, you know, judging my outfit or judging my hairstyle or judging blah, 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 or my weight, whatever. And um, and those are those are simply beliefs, right? You know, they could be realities, but they, they're most of the time just beliefs. You know, we just believe that the world is judging us. We believe that the world is criticizing us. We believe that the world is has something against us, and as a result, we feel unsafe, right? And so when we, when you have that belief system, you kind of think, okay, so the the world just needs to be nicer to me so that I can feel good about myself. And I was talking to somebody the other day about body shaming. And I think that um, that woman has perhaps has not found her perfect weight, if I can say it like this, and has experienced a lot of comments around her weight. You know, that, I don't know, she's fat or she should go on a diet or she should go to the gym and so on. And she felt a lot of shame and anxiety and stress, you know, as a result. And, you know, from my perspective... Um, from my perspective, you know, like it's, it would be easy to say, okay, so people need to be nicer to me or people need to be less cruel or I need to, you know, attract uh, people in my life that are going to be nicer to me, that are going to respect me, that are going to allow me to or uh, that are going to nurture me and so on. And I just don't want to be surrounded by, by um, buttholes anymore, for example. I don't know if you can say buttholes on a public radio show, but it is what it is. I said it's buttholes, buttholes, buttholes. And um, it would be easy to kind of think that, you know, like just the world is mean or the world is judging me the world is against me and those are all belief systems that are held within your skin and it can also be held in other parts of your body of course um you know notably in your um your gut your heart and your throat um it can also be at the back of the neck i've seen that often um the forehead as well the feet i don't know why i'm thinking about the feet right now but most of all in the gut the heart and the throat and um but honestly you know if you feel that you're affected by people's comments, um, whoops. if you're, if you feel that you're being affected by people's comments, the solution is never to wait for others to change, right? This is never going to happen, but the solution is always to change the way you feel about yourself. And I have found this to be so, so true for myself. I have found that as soon as I could start to change the scenario, change the quality of my inner talk, I, as soon as I could just start to give myself words of love, even though I, you know, even if I didn't really mean it, <laughs> 
you know, as soon as I started to change the quality of my inner talk, then I would just be less affected by people's comments about my skin or my, my body in general. I feel like, you know, especially because, you know, acne is such a, uh, like it's so present, right? It's the first thing that people see about you, those kind of bumpy, uh, bumpy pepperoni pizza kind of look. <laughs> And, you know, over the years, you know, when I was traveling with acne, I had so much just stupid advice. I received so much stupid advice from people who just didn't know what they were talking about. And I would just, you know, hear from my landlord in Brisbane about, you know, the daughter of a friend 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 who managed to clear her skin by changing her sunblock. So I changed my sunblock. It didn't make any sort of difference. Or I remember going to uh, Mauritius for a holiday and I remember being seated at the table having dinner with my friends. So, you know, um, um, a family. And I remember... Um, the dad looking up at me, stopping to eat with his uh, fork in the air with a bit of food, looking at my skin and saying, Celine, do you like spicy food? Are you eating too much spicy food? Is it, the way, is, it, is it why your skin is the way it is right now? And then everybody around the table stopped to eat and looked at my skin. And I honestly thought that day that my skin was actually not too bad. Like it wasn't perfect, but it was not too bad. <laughs> And, you know, and I just remember, you know, people suggesting me to do like oatmeal masks or to try aloe vera. And, you know, some advice was really good, but most of it was really crap. I remember being stopped on the street by a stranger who offered me random advice. I remember being in a crystal shop and I was buying some incense or crystals in, in, in Western France where I was living as a, as a student. And I remember... Um, the lady pointing to me a specific cream that had been made with a skin, a, uh, not skin, snake venom. So venom from a snake. And that this had apparently like really great health benefits and that it was totally going to heal my skin. It was something that cost like 50 euros. So it's something like, you know, 70 or 80 New Zealand dollars. I don't really know the exact rate. But anyway, and I was still a student back then. I was doing my master's degree and I bought the cream. Guess what? The cream didn't do anything for me. So I, you know, I've had it with the, the the stupid advice and recommendations from others who don't really know what it is that they're talking about, even though they come from a space of you know wanting to help and they recognize that I was in this place of of suffering and they just wanted me to be you know to feel better about you know in my body and about myself. But you know the reason why those comments were so annoying was not so much because um, they didn't know what they were talking about. Obviously, that was an annoying part of it or, or a part of it. But the, the bigger part was that I was just deeply struggling with my, in my skin. I was deeply feeling insecure. I was feeling deeply insecure in my skin. Sorry, I just got a message from Richard and it's, um, it, um, <laughs> it distracted me. And I was just feeling so deeply insecure about my skin, about my body. And that's the reason why the comments were hurting me and so I had to find a way to actually say well you know I just I just I just have to heal this within myself I had to I have to heal the insecurity I have to heal my fears I have to heal my anxiety I have to heal my stress and I have to do so within uh, from the inside out also taking care of changing my skincare and my diet and so on but I have to also take care of the way I'm speaking to myself and I have to learn to find a way to support my body as I'm healing my body and 
I felt that before, like prior to discovering about mental health in order to support my skin uh, healing process, I was just deeply struggling against my body. I was feeling deeply resentful that my body was making me go through this experience. And I think that it's a trait that I haven't quite lost yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there, you guys. Um, but I was deeply struggling against myself. I was, you know, looking at myself in the mirror in the morning or whenever. And I was just like, just constantly criticizing my lack of effort or my lack of progress. Or I would, you know, criticize myself when I, you know, indulged in a bit of chocolate and bam, my skin would erupt and I would just you know, just criticize myself for days and days and days and days and days on end. And so, um, yeah, that's what I want to share with you about that. So I would really love for you to kind of realize uh, or notice how it is or the quality of your inner talk. So realize how you're speaking to yourself, you know, today. So just start to become aware of these little thoughts that actually are really heavy and that are really um, weighing down on your heart and on your mind. And just become aware of them and see if you can actually decide that, it's okay. Like, you know, like I have this thought and, you know, I've had it a million times before and I'm going to allow myself to allow the thought. I'm going to allow this thought to go again. I'm going to allow this thought to come into my awareness and then to go again. I'm going to perhaps give this name a thought and just realize that it's just a thought and it's going to go again. I can allow myself to feel this thought, feel this feeling without getting overwhelmed, without getting into the story of the feeling or without getting, um, you know, going down into that downward spiral that we mentioned earlier. Like, like me, you know, looking at myself, feeling self-disgusted, bam. You know, so if I, um, you know, the practice for me was to feel or recognize that I was looking at myself in the mirror. In itself, it was what it was, right? There was nothing I could do about it at the moment, you know, back then, uh, in that moment, sorry. And I could feel the self-disgust and then I could just fully feel the self-disgust without letting it become bigger, uh, without allowing it to overwhelm me, without allowing it to take me down into that downward spiral of shame and anxiety and stress and so on. Oh my goodness, I've already been speaking for 25 minutes. How did that happen? I haven't even started to talk to you guys about what I really wanted to talk to you guys about. But, oh my goodness, we've come to the end of this episode already. So, <laughs> so uh, that's your homework. Become aware of the quality of your inner talk. And you can do this at any time, any time at all. So, you know, you can, you know, be driving, you know, back home from work and just realize, oh, I'm having this thought about myself or I'm judging my performance here. I'm judging my blah, 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 and so on. Okay. That's your homework. So thank you so much for sharing your space and your time, your energy with me. I really appreciate having this platform to just share real life experiences in real life wisdom, I suppose you could say, and knowledge with you guys. And this is just something that I'm so enjoying. And yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you're having um, an amazing day. I hope that you're feeling filled with, um, that you're feeling loved and respected and nurtured and safe today and respected and all of the beautiful things that you're supposed to be feeling because that's the way it should be. So I'm, I'm sending you so much love and I'll speak to you very soon. Bye. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.